when we last had um Brandon on. <laughs> yes. And I said we're live we're streaming now. He didn't catch that we were streaming. So he was not filtered. Uh-huh. So <laughs> he dropped the F bomb and said you know, shit right, right before the show started and his his mom wasn't too happy with him. Oh. Yeah. Well, you know, that's all part of growing up. It is. Or something. <laughs> I remember this girl next door. Her name was R- Rocky. It turns out her name was actually Raquel. Oh. But she didn't like that. She went by Rocky. Anyway, she's, one day she just laid down all of the dirty words. The, you know, the S's, the F's, the D's, the GD's. <laughs> and I was like, you can't do that. And she's like, I'm doing it. <laughs> I can't find her anymore. Um, she's not online, or I probably shouldn't try finding her. Never mind. I don't know. She had a crazy dad. Yeah, I noticed somebody in the ho- hobby passed away last week. What? Who? Yeah. It was in one of the forums. Somebody, somebody posted Some it. That's melancholy. I don't want to bring that up. Womp womp. You hear my dog? Barely. <laughs> not even. It sounds <laughs> like. like clunk. <laughs> she's uh i gave her a bone oh, well here, watch this hang on okay go for it Ooh, she didn't like that that's, <laughs> you, that's she's she has issues with people getting near her bone it's called resource guarding <laughs> what if you take it will she like attack you she will try to bite me I was just petting her. She's like, <laughs> "Dang, yeah, no kidding." Yeah, we we nipped that in the bud with puppies. Yeah, well, we tried, but she's um, she is uh, she's been that way since she was a little little, and mm. we tried doing the switcheroo thing, and they said that if you hand feed them for a long time, but I'd, she's like one and a half. I'd have to keep feeding her. Every day of her life. I don't know. Um, I usually find that if you train them like some kind of positive reinforcement, they always think that they're going to get it, even if you never do it again. Like my dog, my wife was chasing him with the vacuum and he was afraid of the vacuum. And so like for three or four days, I just gave him treats and held the vacuum up near him. And now I swear to God, every time I vacuum, he's like, oh my God, oh my God, am I going to get some treats? (laughs) Wait, where are they? And I'm like, dude. That was like seven years ago. Wow. But here's a treat. Go ahead, take this treat. <laughs> That's right. I, although, I mean, I've also done things like I litter box trained my dogs when I was living in Minneapolis because I didn't want to go out in the snow with them. They didn't want to go out in the snow either. It was mutual. Yeah. Well, well what do you think? Should, we, should we get rolling here or what? I don't get to talk about my dogs pooping in sand. Yeah, let's let's start the show. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. Well, one dog, one dog would go in a litter box by himself whenever he wanted, and then the other dog, you had to tell him to do it. <laughs> no. Okay, that's my that's the end of my story. That's it. oh, that's good. That was a good story. The end. All right. Punch that new one up. That new beginning. Well, all right. Here we go. Yes. Here's pinball machine. From KOYR. Well, how loud does this have to be? How loud do you want it to be? From. Well, loud. From KOYR.
Can you hear that? Oh yeah, it sounds great. All right. Oh, I have a new outro song. Well, I'm gonna. I finally settled on an outro song for a while. Oh good. Yeah. I actually wanted to cool. do this segment. But we're not. I'm gonna have to redo that. That sounds fun. Do we get to like talk during that, or is that just like a? That's that's for the price police. <laughs> but I I don't have any price police stuff. Here we go. Okay. From KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Arcade Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, January 18th, 2018. The time is now approximately 7.20pm Central. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Commander Adama. I'm joined by Mark Time Runner Shields. And the guest host of Arcade Radio this week is, um, who, who is it again? Um... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's us. So it's, it's us, a, whoever or whoever dials in. You know, it's interesting. I had a I had an interesting idea. Okay. Um. Well, Casey's in the chat. Nice. Hey, he called him by his name. I like that. Yeah. I, well, I've been doing that. You know. It's respectful. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I want to call him Kelsey, but. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's funny. Well, my, what's your idea? Let's hear that. Oh, I was thinking, you know, once the chat gets um, going here, um, we could just have people, um, I don't know, if, uh, we could dial them up. There's Mike Martin in the chat. So, Mike uh, Martin. I think we could. He's a, he's a regular. I wonder if we can, if you have a Gmail address, if we can connect to you and just like bring you in, into the, th I think I can add people just on the fly. That way they don't have to give away their phone number. Because we could do it that yeah. way too. But Why then, not? Well, I, Depends on if you want to put your phone number in the chat. That's true. I, would, um, I wouldn't. Probably... I'd be like, nope, the hell's no to the no? Yeah. I hate it when that happens. You know when you're playing a good game of Gauntlet and somebody shoots the food? Someone shot the food. Someone I... shot the food. No, that was food. <laughs> I like how it's ambiguous about who did it. You know, like I do. I don't have a lot of gauntlet under my belt, so I really don't know that game. Is that wrong? Is that blasphemous? Uh, not really. Well, you it kinda... almost sounds like somebody shot some poot. <laughs> somebody thought the poo. <laughs> shot the poo. 
The pood. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, Mike Martin says he's getting a sweet Sinistar on Saturday. Sweet. He's getting a sweet Sinistar on Saturday. Does your audio board say things in a sweet way? <laughs> I hunger. Oh, yeah, I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> Beware, I live. Whee! <laughs> I'm going to reprogram all the sounds in Sinistar to make it, like, happy. Because that's a scary game. That is a really scary game. It is. I mean, <laughs> my, my hunger. Into it, and so. <laughs> Beware, I live. My wife's here. We're negotiating. Do I want more wine or more beer? Oh. I think I want... Do we, do we have more wine? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Open it. Crack it open. Nice. Wine. Yeah. Wine. Yep. Let's, we're classing up the show. I know, right? It's no more beer, just wine. And it has to be red. Red? It's oh. a different kind, so I have to actually drink the rest of this. Just a moment. Uh. Mm. Just going to step onto uh. the bridge of the Enterprise here. Uh, Earl Grey hot. T said Earl Grey hotly. Yeah, we need that sound effect where you uh, start the replicator up and we pretend to eat Tide Pods. <laughs> I don't know if I... I have a few. Um, well, here we go. Let's see if I got a replicator in here. Here we go. Isn't it funny? Well, um, would you like some tea? Yes, please. Okay, let me just get that out of the synthesizer. Just got to press a button here and then okay yeah this Ooh. takes a second it's i didn't know i was going to get it from like 1960s replicators this is oh, awesome yeah there you go oh here we go and there's your tea it's hot yeah. <laughs> oh this show comes complete with terrible acting all right <laughs> oh I remember one time I was on the radio, uh, like, uh, I had a buddy, and we would be on the radio all the time, mm-hmm. and then the DJ was like, okay, I need you to, like, you know, do good acting, and then so when we came on the air, we were like, I am really impressed by that <laughs> song that you just played, you know. He was yeah. so pissed. <laughs> we were the radio buttheads. Well done. You were an amusing so, opponent. <laughs> wow. All right. Go all day with those. Well, you know. <laughs> so, what have you been working on? Let's see. Well, I've been nagging Richard Lint about my Hellifier uh, artwork that oh, I finished. Guess what? What? I got my mousetrap CPO. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I took a picture of it and sent it over to you. Finally got that, mother. Mother. Uh huh. That's that's nice. And have you applied it? Nope. Nope. I was gonna do some powder coating first, and I just haven't. I just haven't had any motivation to strip that machine down. Man, I have done so much powder. I have like so many metal pieces at the powder coaters. Oh, (laughs) my wife gave me carrots. This is gonna be fun during the podcast. Um, <laughs> because I'm also working on a centipede cocktail that I've had for like a year. It's like I got it for 50 bucks. It had a CBO GO7 in it. No, 
FBO. FBO is the little one, right? Uh, yeah. I wonder what those. What do those stand for anyway? Fubo. Freaking box oven. I don't know, but anyway, I uh, got that working. I had to replace the hot. Had to replace the flyback. It was like this. It had a broken fuse, so I put a cool inline fuse so I didn't have to get a pigtail. And um, and then and then the hot was bad, and then I heard the flyback like cooking itself. That was awesome. And then after that, it works great. It's it's fine. But um, yeah, I just I took the legs off. I've, I found every piece of metal possible, and it's <laughs> off to the powder coaters. Casey Good says time. he's listening to us while he puts his boys to bed. They're wondering why people are talking from his phone. <laughs> hey kids, time to go to sleep. I know that Spendy it's by real time. early. Yep. Uh, and he also says, "Did you LED the mouse trap buttons yet?" And I said, e-, and I'm answering, "Yes, I did. I actually, th- I did that way before I did anything else on the machine." It's funny that you did it, but you didn't have the like your L. You must have the right voltage LEDs. Yeah, I think there are 12 volts. Yes, they are. But most of us have, like, it's easy to find 6.3 volt. Yeah. LEDs, and if you put them in there, they will melt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually have um. I have both because some of the midway coin doors and and, and the cocktail lights um, behind the, in like the tapper, mm-hmm. illumination behind the um, joystick, they they take technically like a fourteen volt lamp. So if you buy a twelve volt lamp, so I have a bunch of twelve volt lamps. Right. I need to get some. I highly recommend Comet Pinball for all of your lamp needs. All right, Comet Pinball. Okay. Uh, very inexpensive. Um, they also tell you which ones ghost, which ones don't. So if you're into refurbing your pinball machines, which is all I've been doing for the last three weeks, <clears throat> very interesting problem with Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man. Um, tell us more. I was, I've been troubleshooting, um, all the little quirks in the game. And one of the things that <laughs> I found out after I got things working pretty, pretty soundly, I put in a new, uh, lamp board and a new auxiliary lamp board. <clears throat> to get rid of the flicker from the LEDs and stuff. And so um, while I was playing at the top left saucer in that game, so there's two saucers. There's a skill shot saucer when you pull the plunger back, and if you get it in there, you turn into aggressive Pac-Man right away and go immediately to the maze part of the uh, pinball game, which is a lot of fun. <clears throat> and then there's another saucer in the upper left, very upper left of the game, and um, that one has always kicked the ball out to the left like, uh, like a mule kicking you in the head. Hmm. And so it sounds like the glass is going to shatter. So I got onto a pin side and I, I posted a, what, what am I, what's going on here? Is there like an adjustment for this thing? And they said, well, check to make sure you have the right one. So it turns out that it was the wrong, uh, coil or it was the wrong solenoid. And the coil is a 2100, um, I'm sorry, a 1200. Uh, so that means gigawatts. That, yeah. So it means that the coil has been wrapped 1200 times to create resistance. Uh, and then there's a little steel rod that goes in that solenoid, and when the solenoid gets uh, power activated to it, it um, pushes that steel rod out and pops the ball out of this of the saucer. So the the interesting thing is, um, I looked at up in the manual. And it's a and I took a picture of what was in there. So there was a twelve hundred in there, and it should have been a twenty one hundred. And that means 
that the ohms resistance from the 1200 to the 2100 so if you put if you wrap it 2100 times you get more resistance which means that the coil sucks up more of the power and the and the and the steel rod doesn't push out as hard <laughs> hard yeah <laughs> so rods and pushing you know this 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 game you know you're filthy i'm fil- arcade and pinball as a hobby is just filthy it really is yep. so the you know what it means is the 1200 was was only uh, like 12 ohms of resistance and and the 2100 is like 32 uh, ohms of resistance or something like that so almost three times the resistance and so that means that um the ball was being launched three times harder than it should have and when i had the glass out of the, the game i tested it and the thing launched about a foot and a half out and i caught it in my hand <laughs> and so oh man i always hear the opposite where people put in stuff that's too weak but this yeah. seems like all you needed to do is like get nudged out of the saucer you don't need it to launch anywhere so that's it I, I got the new uh, solenoid today, and after the show, that's my plan. I'm going to go fix that mother. Nice. But I put all new lamps in, all new LEDs. It looks it looks gorgeous, man. And I got a new rubber kit, so I'm going to put all new rubber in that thing. Also from Comet? Or, uh... No, Comet only sells lamps, and that's why I like to buy that. Uh, some really cool stuff. Like on my Xenon last week, I put in, um, uh, Comet has this matrix kit. So if you go to their uh, Comet Pinball's website and you look at their Matrix um, stuff, you'll see that they have a, a variety of connectors that interconnect, and you plug them into the 6-volt socket on either a wedge or a um, bayonet-style lamp, and then you can daisy-chain um, components off of it that they've customized. And one of the cool things is on Bally Pinball in particular, the play fields are really dark in the middle. I don't know why they didn't light them up in the middle very well or, you know, for whatever reason. But one of the really cool things about the matrix system is you can actually put these little extenders in and you you so you have like a little bulb and there's a wire attached to it with a little connector. And you push down in your in your little bayonet bulb in there and you and it's a replacement bulb. And now I've got a, an extension cord that I can run any of the matrix components off of. And so one of the things I have running off of it is um little spotlights. So I have two spotlights now uh, that that are aimed at my playfield, and they light up the center of the of the xenon playfield, making it just awesome. I also, from Comet, bought uh, four pop bumper LED lights that that replace the the lights in the xenon with these really bright six LED um, surface mount diode LEDs that are just gorgeous, <clears throat> and they're adjustable as well. So. <clears throat> but yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun buying stuff from them. Nice. <clears throat> nope, can't say I've done much more since uh, they got the two NBA fast break working in in uh, championship link mode. So, are you gonna um, replace the rubbers on the new on the new old machine? Uh, they <laughs> did already replace them, but they used white rubbers, which aren't correct, which oh. annoy me. It's supposed to be orange. Well, they're black. Oh, okay. I'm like, come on. I mean, it's nice that they did it, but that machine plays terribly. I cannot figure out. There's so many little glitchy things that yeah. it's going to take a while to finesse it back to being... Every time my wife plays on our original machine, she kicks my ass. Every time. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, like, so... She's like, no. <laughs> so no new arcade stuff? You haven't found any new games or been looking? 
I have not. No, it's been. I mean, I sold a. Um, I sold a Pac-Man, uh, Galaga Namco Twenty Three Union that I had. Made made some money, paid for my storage. But other than that, no. I've you did that last week, though, right? Or the week before last? Uh, I don't think I even mentioned it. Mm, I thought you did. I think it was just last week. It took a while. I mean, I thought I had sold it, and then you know, oh. I had a, I had several like, you know, half starts or whatever you call it. So that's. Yeah. I finally got it. Got the Bummer. cash in my hand. Huh. Well, so what? What are you after? What is there? Any games you've been looking? So, so Jen on um two N Jen on uh, the forums or on the on the Facebooks rather. Um, yes. she's got her own uh, private group, and, and then she's got uh, she's pretty active on the Midwest collectors. I'm in there. And um, at any rate, she today had a a, cube, a working Cubert board with uh, harness for. Up for grabs. What? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and I, I was, Although, I was very tempted, but I haven't seen an empty Cubert cabinet around here in a while. <clears> yeah, and there's always the J Rock. Uh, is it Milestar? I forget the name yeah. of the board. Uh, that has Cubert on it. Whatever the J whatever that J Rock board is. Let me look it up on the internet. Hmm. Let's look. <clears throat> let's use this internet for us. The J Rock Cubert board. Mm-hmm. Is um, uh, what is it called? Someone's gonna beat us to it. I'm telling, it's like Milestar or something. I don't even know what that means. Well, Milestar is the dude that has Arcade Fix It. Maybe he helped make it. I don't know. I, that's weird. I'm. I want to bite into this carrot so bad. I, I'm gonna do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's the only time I'm doing this. I'm happy to dig, Doug. Rolling Thunder to Sky. I must be not looking on the right thing here. Yeah. Does he have like an FPGA page? I mean, I go to Arcade Shop if I need to find it. J Rock Land, welcome, greetings and salutations. Good luck finding anything on my website. Uh, Berserk Frenzy All-in-One Production Board. Casey Relford says it's another manufacturer. I don't know. I, you know, well, it could be. Until it's in my hands, I, I speak to it like somebody that saw somebody that saw somebody at the. At the gym. <laughs> I did get a bit kit. I, I don't know if I mentioned that, but I don't know what to do with it yet. I got to get oh, a, nice. I have to get like a, I think I did mention it a couple weeks ago, but I, I have to get a JAMA set up for that. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, it doesn't really matter. Milestar. Yeah, so Milestar is the guy that made it. Interesting. It has Argus Cubert, Cubert's Cubes, Cubert's Cubes cocktail version, faster, harder, more challenging Cubert, Mellow Yellow Cubert, Mad Planets, Crawl React. Oh, that's the that's the board that um, Dan has. Yeah, that sounds great. So he can wait a minute. Does he have this board? No, he doesn't. He has the he has a J Rock Crawl board. Ah, hmm. this one does Reactor, Screw Loose, and Three Stooges. This is the board I would get. Yeah, me too. I've seen this is the guy with the the accent, right, Milestar? I don't know. Spoke speaks like this. (laughs) (laughs) Bicycle spokes. uh, It's my excuse for saying that. (laughs) That's funny. Mm -hmm. In the 80s, Mm. we used to prank call people in other uh, countries just because we could. I can't believe the amount of stuff Arcade Shop has. I remember shopping when this is the one-page deal and you had to find things. But their website has exploded, and they have way more products than they used to. I don't know. I mean, I think that just him putting it in a cart type format is yeah. awesome. But I he mean, still and he, he he had that in beta for like a year. Yeah. Well, and 
this is this is funny. I was just saying I don't know where I'm going to find a Kubert. I can get a Kubert upright cabinet from him in stock right now, three ninety five. Yeah, do it. Brand new. Yeah, it probably cost me a hundred dollars to have it shipped. Yeah, it'd be brand still new cheaper. though. Yeah, still cheaper. And uh, you know, you get tired of it, sell it, make some Monet. Make some Monet. I can throw a Jamma kit into it. Any old raster. I'd have Kubert. Uh, the only thing I would need is the knocker. Oh, there's the knocker. Twenty nine fifty. That's right. I could build the whole damn thing. That sounds like a project. Uh there's a nineteen Vision Pro LCD. I could LCD it even. Uh, Seriously, no. he's got the whole thing to build a Kubert. Upright monitor bezel, the control panel overlay. He's got the the swear the swearing marquee. Dang it! Which everybody wants apparently. Do they? I don't know. I want one that says actual swear words. <laughs> Just have it say bleep. Yes. <laughs> I know. They should make the one where he just really cusses. Like, lets it go totally R-rated. Oh, nice. Br- British 15 gets into the chat, and his first two words are rat slime. Rat slime. What the heck does that mean? Yeah. Do we have any news? I didn't look up any news. I mean, do you know any news off the top of your head? What tell, hold on, hold on. Play the bumper. Play the bumper. Well, I okay. Just in case. Um Okay. All right, here we go. Uh we're going to we're going to move on to the news section, right? Yes. Okay. Why do you love me? Why I don't know why this is playing. I like it. It's the arcade news with Adam Stevens. Yeah, so uh, I guess there's a new strange arcade eating game called Yummy Yum Yummy Superlicious, and they're looking for beta testers. Arcade eating game? Yeah. Uh, it's apparently a new app. So if you go to toucharcade.com, there is a space-hopping culinary adventure called Yum Yummy Superlicious, now beta testing on iOS, launching in spring of 2018. It's it's actually kind of cool looking. You're like little monsters bouncing off planets and stuff, eating fruit like little cherries and stuff. It's funny to me, cherries, strawberries, and oranges. Isn't it funny that the fruit theme from Pac-Man has made it this far? Modern <laughs> iOS yeah. gaming. I don't know. It looks like a super fun game, like low-G low gravity game. You pick up different fruits. You get different uh, uh, f- foods, rather, and then you um, you go into, like, craving mode, and you can pick up, like, spicy power-ups and stuff. Because what America needs is another eating game. Well, speaking of, I have some news. Oh, good. There's a new House of the Dead arcade game coming from Sega. Is Sega still in business? Yes. It's weird, right? Uh, what's the name of the game? Hold on, let's let's see here. It says, "Uh, there's nothing quite like a House of the Dead arcade game." Try as they might, the many console ports of the franchise have not been able to replicate the magic of the arcade experience. And it seems that Sega might just agree with that sentiment. Sentiment? Sediment? Sediment? They just announced they're developing a brand new House of the Dead arcade game, and it's called House of the Dead. Scarlet Dawn. Oh, Apparently that sounds you can play it If delicious. you happen to be in Tokyo between uh, tomorrow and the 21st, 
you can go to the uh, Sega Akihabara building, number three, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, play your game off. Play your game, play your rocks. <laughs> socks. What? Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You can play the game. I don't know where that building is. The <laughs> Sega play Akihabara game. building. I'm going to make bumper stickers that say, play your game off. <laughs> play your game off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that might be just one of the things that finally catch on that I've said. Oh my gosh. There's another pinball machine that opened up called Tilt in like Illinois. I wonder if they Illinois. Obviously nobody is, you know, copyrighted or that that name or They or the, should. Let's do it. Let's we do we, it. we own the beer beercade radio. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Well they they'll get all over you. Stern Pinball. This is this is new. So Stern Pinball expands legacy to Nintendo Switch, Oculus, and Collector's Machines. How? Well, Gary Stern has been making pinball machines at Stern Pinball for decades. While that seems like an antiquated business, it's growing in a big way thanks to um, our obsession with everything retro. Enthusiasts have <clears throat> nostalgia for pinball games, it, it turns out. And, you know, and so that's translated into um, them buying $5,000 plus machines to play in their homes. So it turned uh, this is coming from venture beat by the way. And the article is by, um, Dean tiger tiger beat. What tiger beat (laughs) venture beat by Dean Takahashi. So anyway, this guy interviewed, uh, um, this gentleman, uh, you know, Mr. Gary Stern at CES, uh, and the big tech trade show, you know, that everyone goes to. And they were showing off their Star Wars and Guardian of the Galaxy machines, which I have not played Guardians of the Galaxy yet. Have you? That's a big negative. It's a big negative. So anyway, um, pinball has been Stern's life. His father owned Williams, the pioneering pinball company. And Stern started Stern Pinball in 86. He sold his firm to Sega in 94 and then bought it back again in 99. I did not know that. Did you know that? I mean, that explains how come uh, they had that same... They have like a piece of equipment that they uh, use for the play fields that uh, basically pokes them so that all of the the screw holes have little divots divots on them. Mm-hmm. And they and they have used this machine since, the, since they started in 86, and they kept it when it became Sega, and it's still there now. And literally every play field goes through the same, you know, press machine where it, you know, you put it in there, there's little nails that go up and then, you know, it squeezes the play field and then that way anybody that's constructing, you know, building up the, you know, the parts on the machine, they know where all the screws go. It's the craziest thing. Hmm. I was like, "Hey, can't you just uh, you know, put down like a little mat on there with the, the where the dots go?" And then they were like, "Shut up." <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, my story wasn't as good as yours, but go. <laughs> anyway, they're building these uh, machines, and, and and they're they're calling them uh, nostalgic and retro. Um, yeah. But I don't know how it's translating to the Nintendo Switch. Oh, that's true. I know. Uh, maybe the maybe you can hook up your Nintendo Switch. Here we and go. And remotely play the game that'd be so awesome you know what that would be that would be kind of cool wouldn't it like a, a pinball with bluetooth connections oh so dude interesting so here's the connection 
Um, there's a Stern pinball app on, looks like on the Switch. And um, the question from GamesBeat was, what's done the best for you lately? And he says, well, they've all done good. They're all his children. Star Wars is obviously a phenomenal title. We did great with Ghostbusters. We just brought that out on Nintendo Switch because our games are so av- also available digitally. Oculus, PS4, and so on. So you can actually play pinball in 3D with the Oculus. That is insane. I, don't know, I haven't tried that yet. I'm going to have to give that a shot. I don't know. I prefer to play the real games. I, I don't know. I don't like VR. I know. I mean, in the end, it's just a bunch of physics engines trying to pretend to yeah. be what... I mean, it is, are the it rubbers is. ever going to wear out on those games? I don't think they will. Rubbers. <laughs> rubbers. They do. Hey. They do wear out. In fact, I'm replacing rubbers. Yeah. We had oh. we had one... Uh, I didn't realize this, but they come off sometimes by themselves off the flippers. Who does what now? Um, you know, if a rubber is really old and, you know... In week, we we had one come off of our NBA fast break, and then we didn't know that it was just kind of like taking a journey through the play field. And then my wife's like, "What the hell's that?" And we thought it was a bug, and it was not. It was just the rubber. <laughs> well, and then we stopped drinking that night. <laughs> There's some black thing up in the thing of the 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 ramp. What's what's happening? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm replacing the rubbers and Mr. and Mrs. Peck, because they're starting to shred. Oh, man, you tied it all back into that. Ooh, I got a text. I got a text from Dan. What's it say? Oh, I don't know. He says he's almost home. <laughs> Dan Reed might join the show. He might be our guest. We Kay- can just interview him. Like, what have you been doing? Casey Casey said, is Dave Reed joining the show? Dave Reed! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm surprised that uh, Dave from Buffalo is not in. Yeah, usually he's, he's a regular, right? Maybe we, he's we playing had our at surprise the Sunday show. Did, did you keep that show? Where is that? I think I did keep it. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm a little behind on uploading it to iTunes again, but you know they're all on YouTube. It's there somewhere, unless it got banned, which is possible. No, I'm sure it's there. It's probably that one hour and twelve minute one. Mm. I can see them. They're all exactly one hour forty six, one hour forty four, one hour forty eight. For some reason, we we favor that amount of time. Yeah, I try to wrap it up after about an hour and a half. I mean, it's it's a you don't want to be going on all night. We used to three hours. We used to do an hour show when we first started. Those were short. Those are hard to do to get cram all that content in there and then yeah, have an interview on top of it. Almost want to do the interview at the beginning, get it over with. <laughs> Just shoot the shit afterwards. Yeah, and, yeah, then they'd have to like sit through all of our, you know, BS. Like, all right, guess what year it is in the past? Blah 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 blah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, speaking know. of, we can go to my segment. That thing is horrid. It's yeah. horrid. I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Are, are we ready to go to your segment? Are we ready for this? Are we ready? Ready. I've been ready since I was born. Oh, sorry. I got to get close to this mic. Hi. All right. Let's give this a shot. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the to cave, cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Hey, everybody. Our time circuits are set to January 18th, 1985. That's a key date in the history of time. Guess why? <laughs> Konami 
they released Yi R Kung Fu, which laid the foundation for modern fighting games. <laughs> I love me some Yi R Kung Fu. Have you played Yi R Kung Fu? Wait a minute. I, I, hold up. Yeah? You, it laid the foundation, really? That's what they said. Laid it like, like you know, bricks and mortar. I don't believe that. Ye uh, are well, kung you know, fu. That's the problem with, with Wikipedia. Somebody's opinion suddenly becomes fact. Because, in my opinion, yeah, this is just my opinion. Uh, Karate Champ, released in '84, in June of '84, is really the you know the foundation for all modern fighting games. Man, Multiple I remember, moves. I remember being at the Circle K down the street. Yeah. So much Karate Champ. Man, Karate Champ was awesome, and and I re- they ported it to almost everything. You could play it on the Apple Two C, or Two E, or the Apple Two. You know. Well, what else happened? Uh, Commodore released their final eight bit computer. Or the Commodore. The, the Commodore One Twenty Eight. Yeah. Did you, did you ever have one of those? I did not. I have a Commodore VIC Twenty and a Commodore Sixty Four though. Did you think that the Commodore One Twenty Eight guys were like? badass or no by the time that thing came out it was commodore was so far on its way out there was just really no way they were going to catch up to some of the other computer manufacturers which is iron there's irony in that because the 64 was the best-selling computer of all time i think it's still listed as the best-selling computer of all time well i do know that in high school they had a whole classroom with commodore 64s and you got to learn how to program on them and of course i figured it out in like three minutes and so I'm like in there just changing the, you know, default screens and the program that they have and all this crap. And then I got yelled at and I got sent to the office. No, oh, that's terrible. Good times. Thanks a lot, Miss Lytle. Thanks a lot. Lytle Rose. That's right. Hey, what was that? What was going on at the box office? Eddie Murphy led actioner. Excuse me. I, I had carrot in my throat. <coughs> <coughs> okay. Back to Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop was number one at the box office, and it was Beverly? number one for weeks because wow. everything else sucked. They had a video game for Beverly Hills Cop uh, that came out for the Amiga and Commodore systems in 1990. They only waited a mere five years, and to call that game choppy is an understatement. I don't know if you uh, have ever seen it, but it's it's not good, not good. Yeah. And then a huge gap of 16 years. And then in 2006, PlayStation 2 had a version of this come out. Uh, although the character bore no resemblance to Eddie Murphy. He looked kind of like a... He looked like this handlebar mustache model decathlete named Daly Thompson. Do you know Daly Thompson? Remember him? No. You mean John Daly? Did you, did you used to have a picture of Daly Thompson above your bed somewhere? I don't even know who you're talking about. Should I know who that is? He's a man's man. Um, no, I don't know, but I, I find it funny that in 2006 people were like, hey, that looks like Daily Thompson, and then <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah. I didn't know that then, don't know that now. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, what was on TV? Well, on ABC we had Benson, Webster, Street Hawk, and Matt Houston. Street Hawk. Street Hawk. Oh my gosh. What was that about? It's about a motorcycle. What? Yeah. It's like this futuristic motorcycle show. Um, did the motorcycle talk? Uh, no, but it's along those lines. <laughs> the Street Hawk TV show is an American super ho- superhero television series that aired for 13 episodes on ABC in 1985. That's it? <clears throat> yeah. 
The series is a Limekin and Templar production in association with Universal Television. Okay. Its central characters were created by Paul M. Belos. Belos? I bet Glenn Larson had something to do with it. <laughs> no, but Belos is... Isn't he like Belisarius Productions, maybe? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. Quantum Leap, you mean? Robert Bob Wasterstorff, whoever that nope. is. And his core format was developed by Bruce Lansbury, who had initially commissioned the program's creation. The series was that was originally, Angela yeah. Lansbury's lover. The series was originally <laughs> planned for fall of 84. However, ABC executives changed their minds when the summer series Call to Glory did well and Street Hawks was pushed to mid-season. It made its debut well, January 4th, 1985 on ABC at 9 p.m. Eastern, <clears throat> 8 p.m. Central, and ran until May of 85. Well, 33 years ago, dude. Uh, British 1500 says it was the blue thunder of motorcycles. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, the superhero is he's something else. So um, on CBS, it was really sad. They had a Bugs Bunny, I had like a whole one hour of it. At seven, and then right after that, um, oh, it doesn't even say. I, I must not have written down. Anyway, uh, on NBC, you had some really good stuff. You had <laughs> V, the series, you know, uh, Hunter, and then at nine o'clock, Miami Vice. Oh, yeah, classic. I like Miami Vice, I did too. I mean, they had a lot of modern music, you know, I mean, contemporary, really. I have modern, the, I have the whole entire. Uh, Miami Vice series on DVD or Blu-ray or something and DVD yeah you know, it, it took them years to get all of the licensing rights for all of the music that's in there that's why that's why it took forever for it to ever come out it, I don't think they ever put it out on VHS oh what was that this the theme to <laughs> Cheers was starting or? <laughs> almost almost it's a tri- yeah it's no Miami Cheers <clears throat> Yeah, I saw a trailer for a new... Oh, okay, anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked. Yeah, let's focus here. We have... I, I decided to bring in the whole 10 songs that uh, were at the top 10 on January 18th, 1985. Hey, I have an idea. What's that? What if we played the song, like, just a snippet of it, a small, small snippet, and see okay. if the audience can guess what the song is? Okay, but there will be a slight delay. Yeah, so we'll play a little bit of it, and then we'll just, you know, wait for wait for them to... Good. No cheating, audience. <laughs> okay, no, here we put go. Put down your uh, Siri and whatever. <laughs> your Siri, your uh, Soundhound, and yeah, any anything that has any connection w- to that. What yes. did the Apple just buy? They bought um, Shazam. Yeah. Shazam. Shazam. Who said that? Wasn't that uh, Gomer Pyle who just passed away? He did. Rest in peace. He passed away. Mm. Yeah, but you know these guys are up in their late eighties or early nineties, and I'm like, good for them. Yes. Yeah, good for them, I guess. It's over. I know we're gonna live to be two hundred, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of episodes ahead of us. I've been drinking milk. Mm. And, I'm using and getting stronger wine right now and carrots. <laughs> All right, so uh, these are the top ten songs. Um, yes, and we'll play. This is the first one. <clears throat> just so we're just gonna play a little snippet of it, and we'll see if you can figure out what it is. So yeah, okay that's that's pretty good isn't it yeah that's good that got a little bit of uh saxophone going yeah well play that clip one more time so we'll see if anybody uh anybody can figure this out just um 
walk slowly, slowly for the for the delay and yeah well i think it, i heard a, a bass guitar do, do a little lick at the beginning of that too what did you oh wait oh look ryan's ryan's saying george michael should have known better well that's close we're gonna play i want to play one more one more uh clip out of it here okay here we go okay <clears throat> that's the last clip pretty good George Michael is 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 actually mostly correct. So you mean British fifteen hundred? Oh, yeah. I see. I thought you were calling British fifteen hundred George Michael. By the way, George Michael British. Huh. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Very nice connection. I, I believe he had an accent. <laughs> okay, that was "Careless Whisper" by Wham. Wham. All right. All right. All right I'll play the next clip. This one's going to be too easy. I'm going to number nine. I'm going to jump to the middle of this one. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here's a clip and uh how about now? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Should I give one more? I all I heard is ha ha. I'll try this. Do you think that Sammy ya to the All right, here we go. One more clip. To a foreign land. <laughs> foreign land. He gives one, up. They give up. All right, well, one more clip here. Oh, British Ooh. 1500 pulls it out at the last second. Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. Nice. <laughs> I love it. All right, so. Number, number eight. This, this next one this is, one. yeah. I wonder. You like this song a lot? Uh I I do. It's kind of like a fun chanting. Yeah. Oh, you're 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 actually one ahead of me. I am. How how? I'm I'm just looking at the list. Well, if it's the chanting one, I think it's it's that's number seven. Oh isn't no, it? no. No, I can see that number eight has some chanting. Here, why don't you play a little clip of that? Number eight? Yeah. Okay, here we go. That's a weird spot in the song. Oh, Casey says he's got this, so. Okay, he's got this. All right, we'll see. Okay, here we go. Quiz me. I got this, he says. All right, I'm going to do one more uh, clip. That's a pretty big clip. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I like this because we're playing short enough segments that we can't get busted. But no, it, not at all. But it's interactive, and I, I <laughs> really enjoy this part. Boom! He got it. Casey Relford. We, we belong. belong. By, yes. By, who? by whom? Um, for for another. So oh, British Pat fifteen. Benetad. Yeah. <laughs> Kelsey, oh, Kelsey Ralford got that uh, one. He got that one correct. I don't even. Um, this next one, I'm going to play just a, a smidge of the beginning of the song because it's it should be just identifiable by the the. Here we go. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> the guy—they were saying, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I should stop yelling. My wife's like, What's "Here we go." Happening? <laughs> Smaller <laughs> clips, please. Only one. All right, I only did one on that last one, so here we go. It. Oh, Duran Duran, Wild Boys. Ryan's got another point. That's three for for Ryan. Nice work. Nice work. All right. This is another one where I think the beginning of the song is, is going to be 
is going to be it. We're going we'll, we'll make the last three really difficult. But the, we'll, you know, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> that oh. y- you should be able to get that like just from that. And play the same clip over. That's awesome. Yeah. There's a bunch of go-to songs. These are too easy. <laughs> well, if it's so easy, you gotta you gotta guess it, Casey. You gotta tell us. Come on. We play them backwards. You know what's? Yeah. No, we we know you have a delay. And the, the other the funny thing is, is once they get this one, I was thinking we should we should do a call in. I gotta figure out how to activate the call in number again. We have to turn off the voicemail, and then they can call in. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Run to I'll you. That. Okay. So th- that's correct. It's run to you by Mr. Brian Adams. Casey's got two points. <laughs> These are songs that get played on Jack FM over and over again. Yes, they are because they're like right out of 85. Okay. This one might be a little bit harder. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to try to go to the middle of a song in a random spot here. Um, so let's try this. Okay. Here comes the clip. That that might be a difficult Ooh. spot. Yeah, because that's that's Philip Bailey singing. And oh, you gotta keep your mouth shut. You just well, because nobody knows who the hell Philip Bailey is. Yeah, they do. Oh, Philip Bailey! You everybody knows who Philip Bailey is. Are you joking? Nobody does. I'm not joking. Really? Yeah. How many Philip Bailey concerts you been to? None, but I know that nah. Philip Bailey is the singer of this song with a backup singer on it. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Adams. I'm sure the other guy played the drums more than he sang. I don't know. Let's see if anybody got it. Uh, Phil Collins, close. Yep, Easy Lover with Phil Collins. Yep, perfect. Casey's, I think they're neck and neck now. All right, here we go. We got, you know, a few other listeners that are just keeping quiet right now. Okay, here we go. Here's the next clip. <laughs> Elevator music. I'll play it again. Oh, you let them. You let them. <laughs> Casey's typing this on his phone. Yeah, he's like, that's pretty good. He's. I want to know what arcade is. I want you to show me. Oh my gosh! Did anybody slow dance to that back in the day? I know I did. I would have been thirteen. Uh, so would you? You were thirteen also. Yeah. Or close to it, right? Wait, what? I'm I'm uh, August twenty seventh, nineteen sixty nine. Where are you? Seventy two. Oh, you're a little bit old. You're older, a little older than me. Oh yeah, I'm old. We're we're like on the same day though, aren't we? On August twenty eighth or something. We would have been in high school at the same time. You'd have yeah. been a sophomore or something. Yeah. Is your birthday the twenty seventh or the twenty ninth or the twenty eighth? 27th that's right it's a day before mine there you go oh that's right yeah we're we're, we're both virgos yep my wife as well excellent uh let's keep going we got three more left right all right yep this one um we're gonna try harder yeah should i go Shorter. to the i'm gonna go to the middle of this one I think okay it's gonna be a short clip all right here we go all right <laughs> this is gonna Always be bad here we go here we go Ooh. Oh mm. my god, that was that was a good spot. Yeah, that was a good spot. <laughs> Night Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan says, "I want to know what love is." Night Ranger. That was good. 
<laughs> I love Night Ranger. Yeah. I do too. But they did not sing that song. No. <laughs> but the funny thing is I don't listen to Jack FM either. Do you? Uh, we don't have one out here in Texas. Oh. They used to. Yeah, it was sort of a national, I think Clear Channel owns Jack. So I mean, it's it's a programmed thing with no DJs from what I understand, so they can just plug it in anywhere. But they, it's weird. Yeah. They all still make use of the same equipment. They don't just, why don't they just do a nationwide radio channel you hear everywhere? Well, they didn't guess that last clip. I'm going to go one not. more time. Here we Let's, go. Uh, that should do it. Mm. That's like two seconds of the song. <laughs> If Dan was on, he would have got it. Chicago hard to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not correct. Chicago is correct. Yep. And it is. Oh my gosh. It's it's great. Because you know that that high pitched, you know, Peter Cetera. Hold me now. (laughs) No, that's That's my Thompson Twins. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. That is a lyric from a song. It's it's hard for me to say. I'm sorry. There is a song called Hold Me Now by Thompson Twins, but that's not. That's not in there. Oh, I love Thompson Twins. Me too. You know what? You know Dude. what they're named after? This trivia. Thompson Twins. Uh, Woody Woodpecker? I, no, I don't know. Nope. Have you ever heard <laughs> the no the book series called uh, uh, Tintin? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, Thompson Twins are like a pair of detective twins in the book. In the books. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and that's where they got their name. <clears throat> Threw me off since I can't stand Chicago. Okay, <laughs> that's not that's not the song. But you're close. It threw me off since I can't stand. Is not the song Chicago. by Chicago. <laughs> I'll play one more little clip and then we'll go to the last song. That should do it. Don't you think? Yeah, that's plenty of Peter Cetera for somebody to take. <laughs> Don't tell him it's Peter Cetera. <laughs> They're just racking their brains right now over Chicago. I love it. Whoa! <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> that's got that's got it. Yeah, that has to give him the the last bit of it. <laughs> All right, we'll go to the next song. That was "You're the Inspiration" by Chicago. And <laughs> I don't even know what to do with this next song. Should I just play it from the beginning? I don't even know this song, so yeah, the beginning would be great. What? Come on. I mean, you know what? I just don't know the title. Maybe I know the song, but the title is just not clicking. I'll go to uh, this part. Okay, here we go. This is a hard song. I've never heard that. I mean, I'm sure I did, and, and it did not register at all, and I've forgotten it, and it's been lost. Th- that was the lyric right before the... You're gonna, you're gonna wreck it. And when it was number two, you could not. It is all I need. Casey got it. It's all I need by Jack Wagner. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a one-hit wonder by Jack Wagner in 1984. Well, it was 85 by the time it hit this part of the chart. Yeah, that, that sounded like it was recorded on a cassette tape player. Well, that's because I don't own the song, so I actually had to play it off of YouTube, and it was a terrible recording. I didn't vet it before. Uh, it's had a million views. <laughs> uh, one, that, that would be a good arcade song. I could see that. Yeah, I suppose. It, I, 
Oh, that song. <laughs> I love it. Do you have it on your uh, in your jukebox? I do. Well, actually, I might have the 45. So Cool, man. I don't have the song in my iTunes, and I have... I literally have 40,000 tracks in my iTunes, which wow. it baffles me that I don't own this song. I might have to get it just so I can put it on a mixtape for my girl. Nice. Yeah. And here comes okay, we the- got one left. You have one left. And this is, this. we're going to just play the, the very beginning of this. I, I think you should be able to get it from that, don't you? Yeah, totally. That should, that should do it. <laughs> I don't even know how you could not get that, right? No. I mean- I'm gonna play that clip for you one more time. Same clip, not a new one. Casey left. He had to go get an Ian Keller cap kit that got delivered to the mailbox. <laughs> boom! He, oh, he, he got boom! It. He got it like a virgin. Nice by Cher. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Oh my gosh, that was a lot of fun. We're gonna do that. Uh, I, I think we should do that on the next show. What do you think? Yeah, that's good. We'll start. You know. Name that tune. It's a really creative way for us to get around that stupid copyright notice thing. Ah, I think that was great. I really enjoyed that. Uh, well uh, done. I, okay, I, now so are you gonna? Uh, here's the wait. thing. I want. I would. You know, if, if this is your kind of your segment, right? It is. So, um, if you want to, you know, we can we can keep getting the audience involved, which I think would be great. And then what we can do is if they buzz in before. Uh, you know, and answer it. But if they don't get it, then then like myself or the guest host or whoever's hosting that night can have a crack at it. That way, oh, you, totally. And what you can do is, and we've been talking about this. You know, maybe switching to uh, a different tool like Discord or something where you can actually DJ those out, or you can play them. I think you can play them on a soundboard through your yeah. Computer. I just never hooked that up. Yeah. So if we do that, you can queue up those songs, and everybody can play, and then you're kind of running the show there. Nice. What do you think about that? I'm I, running the show. This just came to me before the show that we should try, like, name that tune instead. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a good classic, like, 70s and 80s type show that is worthy of stealing from. I'm down with that. Hey, uh, you don't happen to have any voicemails, do you? Oh, I, you know, I think, yeah, there's one in the pipe. Here we go. No. As if he, <laughs> he didn't. He thought, "Oh, I hang this up." 
it's almost as if he knows I hate Zaxxon. <laughs> I don't I, like it either, and I own it. <laughs> you know what's funny? I've never liked that game, and I, I, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but it's been a common thread in some of the um, Facebook forums lately. And one of the, one of the things that I think is interesting is that it's an isometric 3D game, which the graphics on the game looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it had a really great whoever did the graphic design to attract you to come to stand in front of the machine did an awesome job. Don't you agree? Yeah, but then you go and put a money, you put some of your money in it, and then it blows. And then it blows. <laughs> it's like the worst possible. Well, there's a, there's actually a couple games like that that I can't stand. I feel like the game is very antagonistic. Yeah, there's too much stuff that wants to kill you. Yeah, it's just a mean game. It has great bass. I remember it having awesome bass. You know, and you fly over all those walls, and you got to blow up those canisters of whatever, and they're launching nuclear missiles all over, and there's a runway with stuff that you're blowing up and little satellites i think it was from a design perspective it was a beautiful game as far as like the graphics are concerned but the gameplay was absolutely horrible so you put your money in and you lose it faster than you lose it in defender <laughs> i know right it's just terrible i mean and then you have centipede right uh I mean, I got the cocktail table of that, and it's pretty good, but I could see where after a while you're like, okay. I mean, I wish I could do what Billy Mitchell does, where he builds up the the fortress of trees and forces the centipede to come down that little channel. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, what's the guy's name? It's, I think it's Gold, Ben Gold? Ben Gold. Ben Gold. Yeah. Nice. Ben Gold uh, is like the ultimate centipede champion. He's the one. He's the one that won on that's incredible, I believe. That's incredible. Yeah, he won a a machine, and I think he's. I know what a what a crappy prize. You get a free machine. (laughs) That somebody in the future can buy for fifty bucks. (laughs) I thought Ben had a U in his name, but he doesn't. Ben Gold was a video arcade legend, but now. 27 years later, is he being recognized for it? And I think that's one of the things that I I was taking issue with, is that you brought up Billy Mitchell with Centipede. That guy doesn't deserve any credit for Centipede. It's Ben Gold. In fact, Billy Mitchell says Ben Gold is the best Centipede player he's ever seen. True, but I feel like Billy Mitchell makes himself very available. No. And Ben Gold, not so much. I think Billy Mitchell is available because people are paying him to go out there. And he's got Walter Day at his side every every minute. Nobody he's calls up Ben Gold and says, hey, you want to go on tour with us? Right. They should do, do like, we... they, if they were really wanting to do something cool, instead of having everyone come to Atumwa, they should go on tour with those original lineup of those guys and have them tell their stories on stage. Do it all again and yeah. film it. No. And then sell it on Netflix. I don't want to. I don't want to buy any more of those those arcade. No, I mean you you have Netflix. It's just a subscription. You don't have to buy it. Yeah, but you Netflix know, also give you a million dollars if you if you have a really good story. I'm gonna get Ben Gold on the show. We're gonna have do a, it. We're gonna have a Ben Gold highlight. 
I think that'd be awesome. It'd be Goldorama. Yeah. So Centipede, uh, I think, is really challenging. What's your high score on Centipede? No idea. There was, for some reason, on the the the, the game I have, mm-hmm. there were three high scores. All of them lab was the uh, initials L A B. Interesting. And they were like three hundred and twenty thousand, three hundred fifty thousand. That's pretty good. 000. That's really good, actually. Like how? But how is that possible? Somebody, somebody had access to this cocktail for some reason. Put in three astronomically high scores, and then all the other ones below it are like the default scores. Uh, well, yeah, except for the world record is a marathon, and it's seven million points. Million on tournament, so three hundred twenty thousand is nothing. Jim oh. Schneider uh, in August on August first of eighty four set the high score of sixteen million three hundred eighty nine five hundred forty seven points on centipede. Centipoid. Centipoid. Do you do you own a millipede or a centipede? I own a centipede um, cabaret, actually. Oh, that's right. It's lovely. I love it. I paint. I painted the sides and gave it some artwork. Kind of. I kind of wish I'd kept it wood grain, but it looks nice. Looks really nice, actually. What was that like? Two thousand thirteen, Adam, that did that. Yeah, it was a few years back. Hmm. <laughs> I'm keeping my cocktail wood grain. <laughs> Although Casey I mean, says, "Now I'm doing problem. laundry." Jealous? <laughs> yeah, this much depends on what kind of laundry. I mean, yeah, is it shirts? No, but I think you would do well to shoot for a high score on Centipede. Did you reset them? No, because that lab score is on there. I, I, I mean, I set it to free play. I need. I have about two hundred dollars worth of parts I want to buy. I'm just waiting for my house to finish selling. Hopefully tomorrow. Although the people selling the house in Philadelphia are idiots. Now the interesting thing about Centipede to me too is that it had a really good Atari Twenty Six Hundred port. Yeah, except for using a joystick. They never had a. Did they have some kind of a device that you could use a, a trackball on? Um, no, they didn't, but this is, but listen to the, this, the sounds in the Atari version. I think they did a really good job. That's what the Atari 2600. That sounds good. It's not bad at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't happen in the game, I don't think. Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, there it is. There it is. Not bad. I'll tell you what, Mark. Let's have a little challenge. Um, okay. And for the next show, we will report back and then what we're working on, and we'll do. Do you have a twenty six hundred? I do not. You don't. You. I mean, I have somewhere in storage. I have the original twenty six hundred from the eighties, but somebody screwed around with it and changed it to like to be a composite type of output, and it's messed up. I I gotta go find it and then fix it. Huh. Well, I have a couple of Atari 2600s. Lucky. I can maybe send one to you. I mean, I can. that would be a fun thing for me to go find it and fix it. I, I have pictures of all the storage containers. I just well, don't know where they all are. The, the, the VCS is super easy to fix because okay. all you need is that comp- the, the, um, all you need is the RF out and then you need a little adapter. And that adapter yeah. will plug directly into your coax uh, on the back of your TV. 
or your monitor if it has a coax cable um input and oh, Casey says he has nine of them oh yeah you, you, I mean seriously we should have a little challenge here I'll and you've got your cocktail centipede so let's try to you get try to get your best arcade score for next week and and your and work on your VCS and I'll try to get my best arcade score done okay I think you have to beat like 45,000 I know it's going to be tough <gasps> that reminds me of uh, what about our Facebook challenge that we had our Galaga Facebook challenge how did you like that oh yeah oh man that was that was that <laughs> Have you tried to beat me? I have not. Tri- I've tried to beat you a few times, actually. What's your score on that now? I think it's 60,000 or something. Yeah, 63,000. I'm at 26,000. So you can play Galaga. You get one live, um, which is actually brilliant. So you can play it on your phone or you can play it on the on your computer. I find it easier on the computer with the arrow keys. Uh, um, what was that? As do I. Yeah. And so I think if you want a good challenge, and they have a Pac-Man also. You can do a Pac-Man one screen. Uh, which, which theoretically, you should be able to get a max score on that if you're playing like Billy Mitchell. Okay. I really started to ir- get irritated that I keep mentioning his name on the show. <laughs> Wait, hey. he's supposed to be a guest on here one day. Uh, I don't know if we've ever said we'd have him. We were, I think it was a thought. But season three, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe season finale of season two. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But we'd have to get him to do the show. So we'd have to call him up and say, hey, what's up, man? You owe us, mother. Remember when we hung out? That Remember really... you provi- <laughs> I provided that Pac-Man, which I didn't do, but you did. <laughs> well, we, we actually, Mark, you and I did provide that Pac-Man. Yes. You are indirectly responsible for that being at the Mall of America. So we'll have a challenge, uh, just like on, in, in the Galaga one is really great because you can die multiple times and, and they still do the, the beam me up thing. And there's some different logic to the game, depending on how you, you know, it randomly starts up <clears throat> with different um, patterns from the, the bugs that go up there. So, right. So it's written in JavaScript. It's kind of weird. Casey's saying we should have a mousetrap sound challenge. We do. Oh yeah, I can barely make it to the second level on that game. Oh my god, I've done I've done pretty good. Um, the only problem with my mousetrap is the uh, the monitor needs a new uh, width coil. It really needs a cap kit and a new width coil because it's just too far stretched out to where I can't see the dots on the very far edge. Oh, it's very annoying. I thought that I could switch it out with a moon patrol, but then I tried to play the moon patrol on that monitor. I was like, no way this is staying instead of this mousetrap. Well, I have two board sets and I'm going to, um, my, my f- the working board set is using ROM set two and I'm going to change it out to the ROM set four. So I don't know if that's well, going to help me. All my, all my mousetrap stuff got traded for that star castle. Oh, all of it. Yeah, I had a t- well. I mean, it's a Star Castle I got, so all I need to fix on that's the power supply. <laughs> I like Star Castle a lot. Me too. So no mousetrap competition unless it's just between me and Casey. No, I mean I still have my mousetrap. I just I'm saying the other mousetrap I had and the other boards that I had, yeah, those got traded. I still have. Casey's saying that I need to update to the V5 ROM so I can play the free play ROM, but I don't actually do free play in my arcade. Everything is on tokens. Yeah, I don't think mine's on free play either. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, Adam's tokens are cool. I I wish I had one. What? I can mail you like a bunch of them. <laughs> nah, next time we come into town, I gotta I gotta swing by your place. Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually have one in my pocket right now that I've been toting around with me because I've been testing my pinball machines. <laughs> no, Casey, I actually uh, gave it all to Aaron. Aaron is another... Uh, Aaron is Arcadiology. Uh-oh. He was like our, our backup uh, guest host if we ever need one. Who's that? Aaron uh, Sanders. Well, he, he could have been on tonight. He could. Why don't you just call him? Okay. Just call him like cold. All right. What's his number? Well, okay. Okay. just text um, it to me in the chat. Let me text it to you. Let's see right. here. This ought to be funny. <laughs> He's going to be like, who the hell? What the heck is he doing? He picked up some Street Fighter that he had maimed in 2013. This uh, is... That he had sold to somebody and then he got it back. Here we that go. guy has so many games. So many. I can't. I've had too much wine. Hold on. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. All right. Uh, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we've dialed out on the show. Okay, I'm gonna send you the little text. Wait a minute, I got, I have. Wait a minute, Casey. I didn't get any parts from Casey. Oh, Casey sent. Oh well, see. So what happened is Casey sent mousetrap parts. Uh, that I had that I got to keep, and then I also gave some to Aaron. But now Aaron has all of them. Oh, Mark and Aaron. Okay, here yes. we go. Uh, who are we calling again? Aaron. Aaron Sanders. A A R O N. All right. You, yes. You... <laughs> no. A A A A A R O N. All right. You just you when he picks up you you say hello. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Here we go. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Leave a message after the tone. Hello. Housekeeping. <laughs> it's Mark. Hey, what's happening? You're you're on arcade radio. <laughs> All right. What's up, guys? Well, we 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 just heard that you would randomly guest host if we called you, so we decided to give you a shout. We've been talking about mousetrap for the last ten minutes. All right. All right, Aaron. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the uh to the chat? Hi guys, uh, my name is Aaron Sanders. I am from Houston, Texas. Close nice. here by uh, Time Runner. Been collecting for about the I don't know six to eight years. Been doing this since I was like fifteen. I built built the main machine, which is kind of how it all started, and uh, got about two hundred machines now. That's awesome. Did we ever have breakfast together? Yeah, we did at that uh, that awesome place outside Grinkers. Now, yeah, it all's coming back to me, and I think you won a T-shirt from Arcade Radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, I just picked it up to bring with me to wear this weekend at B fifty twos. Nice, hurry up there. Yeah, sweet. So, what are you working on these days? What do you do? You have any uh, new acquisitions lately? Oh man, I'm I'm picking them up almost daily. I think the coolest, or to me, the 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 one I'm most sentimental, sentimental about that I just picked up. Uh, you know, seemingly not that big a deal, but it's a uh, Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition cabinet. It looks like it. It's got a 25 inch uh, monitor in it. It's got a PC running, running Mame. But uh, the funny thing about it was I bought it in uh, first. I I built it in 2013, sold it to a guy, and he just contacted me like a week ago and said he was moving to LA and uh, wanted me to update the games. I go. Are you really gonna take that thing out there? And he's like, Well, I don't know, maybe. So I go, You wanna you wanna get rid of it? 
and so I, now it's in my uh, bag in my house. Man. It's interesting to see interesting to see how uh, how much better I've gotten at wiring in five years. It looks like a it looks like a homemade bomb inside. To be quite honest, <laughs> <laughs> that is that's awesome. When are we gonna have beers? I'm gonna have to come down to Houston and have a beer. Do it, yeah. We we got the beer on lockdown here in Houston. I'm, I'm guessing you guys up there in Minnesota. That's about all you have to do is drink beer and <laughs> play video games, right? Yeah, right now is a good season for working on stuff. I I just been telling Mark my woes with my pinball machines, but uh, t- you know, typically this is the time when you work on stuff that's in your house, and then you have to wait till spring before you can actually do anything outside the house. So no sanding or painting for me until like April. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I don't know. I've I've had some good time spray painting inside. I don't know. You might try it. <laughs> <laughs> doing a little <laughs> huffing on the painting. side. Oh, no, that, yeah, don't don't do that, kids. That's not a good idea. <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> no huffing on Make the sure show. You got the fart fan on. <laughs> fart fan. Do you guys have good ventilation in your in your garages, or what? what do you, you just open the garage. Yeah, just, yeah. Open the garage or roll it outside. I, I, God, I got my office so packed full of stuff that I have to roll stuff out just to work on anything. But uh, kind of how it goes. What what uh, what other recent acquisitions? We're living vicariously through you now. Since neither of us Let's have been see. on the hunt here, so it's it's been a couple of months. But I've posted a little bit about it. I I got like eight cabinets from from a guy. I don't know down here in Houston. It's kind of slim pickings, you know. So I bought like eight converted cabs. One of them happened to be a root beer tapper. They're all sitting on the dirt. Oh, nice! In this storage building, but luckily everything like I don't know by some odd chance was not rotted and this root beer tapper had been converted to something else but but the art was still there it wasn't covered up so i've been deconverting it just uh just heard back from cd jump on on clove he he fixed the board for it nice so do you have the uh you have the the cup holders still intact those those um that pit metal not on the uh the Rupert Tapper, I guess, didn't have them for whatever reason. So really, which is kind of interesting. So yeah, so that made the that made the getting trying to even think about getting a, a another control panel for Rupert Tapper that was unhacked. I was like, I'm not even gonna try. So I welded like eight extra holes up and you know and painted it back and and made it what it was supposed to be. So it's a thing. I got a nice overlay on it, and now I'm just trying to find those uh, elusive Tapper assemblies. Man, doesn't it? It doesn't have the cup holders or the or the brass bar. It's almost a crime. Yeah, no, it's it's childish. I probably should, shouldn't get it, but uh, no. You know what? That's that's not true. There <laughs> there are less root root beer dedicateds than tappers at this point. I would guess. Yeah, that's what I've always heard. This one has like I think it says six sixty on the back. So besides, you don't have that to. Means there wasn't a whole ton. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about the cup holders sticking out. You can sandwich it in between a couple of games and still play tapper oh yeah oh yeah it's yeah real estate is definitely a uh it's always a consideration i i was telling mark that uh a lot of my trades now they they have a they have a size component to them so you know i'll, I'll <laughs> trade two or three uprights or two or three sit down racers for a cabaret or something you know that I, i'm like I'll yeah gain some space back kind of thing <laughs> and not only in your house but in your storage yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I haven't brought anything home in a good long while. 
which is crazy because you know I'll restore something and then it just kind of kind of sits there. But yeah. uh, this year I'm trying to trying to sell my house and then you know buy buy a small spread, couple acres or something, and then you know build a big building that either is a, a barn dominium and I live in it, or you know I build it and then build a house. You know just so I have room and I'm not paying somebody else for right. for my crap. Right. What do you what do you do for a living Bar, now? Barn dominium. Barn dominium, yeah. Barn barn dominium. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a do you guys understand what I'm, that term I, is? I, 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 I don't do. know if that's regional. <laughs> I yeah. I like it. So, you live in your barn. So like yeah, yeah, that, that's basically it. There's no there's nothing else to it. <laughs> it's like a container indium. Uh, like you know, Bob Zarzadek lives in in the back of a Walmart. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so um, man, what a I'm working on, also working on, I'm working on like five things at once. I'm also deconverting a Mortal Kombat 2 for a friend. Deconverting um, it? My dad. Deconverting it. Yeah, it was turned to like Tekken 2. Had side art there and everything. But okay. Got the board Got the board swapped out and, and doing the control panel. Got the metal metal panel from the guy on, on Claws. Sweet. And then um, doing a Donkey Kong Cabaret deconversion from, I, I can't remember what it was turned into, but uh, they didn't hack it up very bad. So that oh. one's going pretty, going pretty good. And, uh, do you need uh, do you need the marquee art for that at all by chance? For oh, for the Donkey Kong Cabaret? Yeah, I'm I, I have one, but I think Rich has done a couple runs, and I think he might have been hitting the sauce a little heavy, and this the brown's kind of off on it. So oh. if you have one from the early run, like four or five years ago, I'd definitely be interested in it. Well, I I it's a, it is a rich um, reproduction, and I I'll send it to you. I don't, okay. I don't I don't That's have a cabaret so you can have it. Cool. That's I fantastic. I appreciate that. There was a um charity uh auction and uh for uh something called Extra Life that uh gives money to Gillette's Children's Hospital up here and some friends uh, a couple of sets of friends were doing um fundraisers and there was a uh trivia contest or something and I won the marquee. And I don't, I don't have a cabaret. I have a full upset, upright. So I'll just send it to you. and You can have it. Very cool. Yeah, I appreciate that a whole lot. My dad, uh, my dad helps me a lot in this. He's, he, I call him my enabler. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so he's the one that's like, uh, I'm like, hey, dad, uh, I'm looking at a such and such. He's like, what do you think? He's like, yeah, that's a good deal. You should buy it. So he's that, <laughs> he's that uh, devil on my shoulder kind of thing. But that's uh, funny. He's been, he's been getting into the cabarets and. I'm trying to trying to help him get some of those, so I'll trade something and, and get a cabaret, and we'll fix it up. And I don't know. I gotta say the cabarets are a little bit easier since they're so small to get them done. Yeah, I had um, I was up to like six cabarets, and now I'm down to two. So, uh, oh, three, three. I have a Monaco GP Mini, a Centipede Mini, or a cabaret, and then I've got a Miss Pac-Man Cabaret. Okay, nice. Yeah, my Miss Pac-Man right has now. a 96 and 1 in it, I guess. For all that. So right now I got... We got the Donkey Kong Cabaret. We got, um, I guess, the OutRun Mini. We got a uh, Trimline Taito Space Invaders. Um, we have a Pac-Man we're deconverting. Uh, what else is there? Uh, centipede, 
We want the Tempest. I haven't found a Tempest yet, and then obviously one you know, Miss Pac-Man Galaga. But uh, they're harder to come by, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a whole uh, group for just cabaret users on Facebook. Are you in that? I am. Yeah, I haven't seen like a whole lot pop up on it, just people posting braggadocious pictures. So yeah. I'm going, hey, man, where's the stuff for sale? <laughs> <laughs> I think most people that get the cabarets want to hang on to them, you know. Hey, did we ever yeah, figure no, out who, I, I get that. Do you ever think, who did uh, Todd from TNT Amusements sell all those cabarets yeah. to? Like, shouldn't there be some like amazing place we can go to and visit? Is it Joe Zasmo? <laughs> I don't know. Man, I, they were in Canada or something. I can't remember. Oh, man, they went out of the country. That's that's a crime. It is. There's a lot. There's a lot going out of the country. If you ever look at that coin op warehouse on Facebook, and I sent actually sold a uh, a pingo to a guy that was filling a container up to go to Italy. I mean, I was a little upset, but I mean, he did pay me, and I do have another more minty pingo headed my way, so I. Yeah. They didn't feel too bad. But. Well, I let a uh, cabaret um, solar fox go to Europe. Oh, wow. Yeah. You don't see that very that's often. A, no, that's an MCR game, isn't it? Yep, it is. I was, I, was looking at the, I was looking at the list of the other day online of all the, uh, I was set, of the intercompatibility of yeah. the MCR games, and you can... You could do a lot of ROM swaps in between some of the more popular ones, which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah. I, actually, it was one of my more stupid uh, um, moves. I sold it for, I don't know, 900 bucks or something. And it still had the original boards in it. I had put a 60 or 48 and 1 in it, and I didn't modify anything. So you could switch back to the original boards. And so. How did you do that? Well, I I had um I ran everything off the 48 and 1 um off a switching power supply. So all the, all the original guts were still there. You all you needed to do is rehook up the the joystick and you're good to go. Oh, nice. Hey, are you on the road? Are you going to get a game? <laughs> no, I'm uh going up to my father's house. I'm staying the night. I have a have a sales meeting in the morning going to visit a, a school district for drug detection. Oh. Fun stuff. Oh, that's your like yeah. uh, actual day job. Yeah, I have yeah, I have an actual day job. I keep I try to keep the I try to keep the arcade stuff exclusively to the weekends, but uh of course sometimes it, it bleeds over. I mean, you know. Oh that's all. You just make an arcade game that detects drugs. <laughs> I think they using drugs. <laughs> they have that. Remember the Dare campaign that they would put ads on games. I think there's Dare stickers on my Cinestar. Um, there's a Houston Oilers sticker on it for sure. Yeah. I think I remember seeing that Dare sticker on it. Yeah. My wife's like, keep it. Dare is why I do drugs. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm tr- I I found a I'm googling uh Tapper patent right now trying to figure out 
I have a U.S. patent number. I'm trying to look it up. Patent for what? For Tapper. Oh, for Tapper. Yeah. But... Did you say the patent or the pattern? No, the patent. There's there's drawings and stuff. There's a U.S. patent for Tapper. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it doesn't have the uh, beer holders? No, it does. But the I'm sure Root Beer Tapper didn't, but I'm just trying to oh, find, I like... See. You know, oh, here we go. I think I found it. Is it like a design patent? Yeah. Invalid URL, bad document ID. Oh, I can't put the commas in there. Which seems so silly I, uh, because, you know. They have... I, had, I had borrowed a, a tapper control panel from another local guy here. to. So I'm going to draw up the the taps in, in CAD. Everybody keeps reminding me there's that guy that's doing it on Clove that's selling them and everything. I'm like, yeah, 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 I get it. So I'm going to draw them up in CAD and I had a had a company reach out to me through my work but uh, they do they do 3D printing and they do all kinds of materials. They do, you know, like stainless steel and all kinds of various different metals. So I'm going to draw it in CAD have him 3D print them out of like stainless steel and then have a powder coated so they'll be you know, full, full metal handles oh which I thought gosh. would be pretty cool. So cool. I found the patent. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny. The abstract says a video game in which the player must fill mugs from a keg and slide the filled mugs down a bar to advancing thirsty patrons to repel the patron out the bar. <clears throat> player right. controls movement of a host of image or a host image from one horizontal bar to another and laterally along a bar. Boy, this is this is just dry reading. It's no wonder this wasn't on the uh, outside of the game. I can't wait till Tapper the movie comes out. Tapper the movie. Yeah, it's starring <laughs> Steve Buscemi. <laughs> I, bet the... you, I bet you if you got deep into Google, you'd find a movie called Tapper. It probably <laughs> wouldn't be what you're thinking. As a... uh, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no, wait. Uh, I, mean... I know what you're saying. <laughs> I have all that stuff. Like uh, I have all the filters on, so I would never see that. So. Oh, there you go. Safe search. It's funny that... (laughs) Huh. Yeah. Well, this is is unfortunate. I I wanted to find more about this. But I can't. How to view patent images. My gosh. I should be speaking of patents and copyrights. I should be receiving my letter from the United States government for my patented song. I mean, my copyrighted song. You know that I can claim. I can. I don't know. I can get back my. You're rights. still bitter about that. It's time to let it go. You've written a new song and it's available <laughs> like for you to play at the end of the show. Why are you giggling? <laughs> I'm not giggling. Wait, we can't don't end the show yet because I'm I'm still trying to drag Dan Reed into this. Why? There's only eight minutes left. <laughs> he, he, I told him he can be on for three minutes and then he can go back and do whatever he does. <laughs> whatever it is. Come on, Dan Reed, we miss you. <laughs> Dan Reed, Dan Reed, everybody. Dan Reed. Dan. Dave Dan. Reed. Yeah. Dave Dan. Reed. Dave <laughs> David Readerstone. Dave Reed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
He works late. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, um, any more questions for Aaron while we got him on the line? Um, let's see. No, you can't have the crossbow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we're so, we're really, it, well, so Aaron is working one day, one day a week on his uh, house to try to sell it so he can buy the aforementioned Barnick, Barnick, I can't even say the word. Barn Dominium. Barn Dominium. <laughs> and uh, I said, hey, if I work, you know, four full days, can I have that crossbow? And they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no he needs multiple crossbows I think. okay i have a question for you what what's the what would you consider the most rare game in your collection the most rare game Ooh. uh i think it would be i think i have a radar scope cockpit i think that one's probably up there a radar scope cockpit cockpit yes yeah I mean, it's it's a project, but I have it. What the what? I'm looking that up right now. We gotta work on that. We gotta get that. That I think you can get that thing done. But I, I think I want I want to get the pieces CNC cut, and the plan was to cut like a couple extra ones, and then also do a Donkey Kong cockpit alongside it. Was figured that might be a, kind of a cool project. Was this was a Nintendo dedicated? They built this thing. Yeah. Wow, I'm just looking at pictures and it looks very, you know, turbo pole position E dot ish. Looks like a yeah. Nintendo cabinet that they added a surround to. Yeah, oh, it's very much so. It, it's kind of sheathed on the side, and they come out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the front profile and you know the bracketry and everything is almost exactly the same as the. Uh, so it's got you know it's got the same marquee and the same bezel and control panel, all that stuff. Uh, the interesting thing, I found it, it I, I had bought the radar scope kit, you know, the puzzle marquee boards and control panel from somebody. Mm-hmm. And I go, Where'd you where'd you pull this out of? And they go, Oh, I got that out of a out of a cockpit and I was like, What? I'll go, Where's the cabinet at? He goes, Oh, you can have it if you want it. If you come <laughs> get it, I was like, Uh yes. Wow. So it was it was sitting on it was in a roller rink. And like an old abandoned fifties or sixties roller rink. So the wood floor was like collapsing in this place. And there was like termites, you know, eating through the wood floor of the roller rink and kind of getting up into this, this cockpit, you know, and it, it had a, it's a Nintendo. So it had the same, you know, size base or whatever. And then, sure. you know, all the other uprights do. And it was basically all the way eating through that, but there's enough there that, you know, I can replicate everything. I It had side art on it, so I, I kind of loosely peeled that off, and I sent that to Rich. Nice. I just sold game to, to, to Repro. And, nice. And I uh, sent, sent him my overlay and stuff, so uh, it's kind of a long-term project because I do want to get the pieces CNC cut because made some cabinets by hand, but it's pretty a pretty long and arduous process. And then finding the right the right half-inch plywood or whatever it is that Nintendo uses. I was looking, I found some over, you know, overseas, you know, I was looking at bringing like a whole pallet of mm-hmm. Japanese plywood in, but it was going to be a little pricey. So just trying to, trying to figure that all out and get my materials sourced and then go to town. You know, it's interesting. It looks like, <clears throat> yeah, that is really sharp looking big red blue stripes on the side and the 
in the radar scope artwork. Um, that's just that's gonna look tight when you're done with it. There's there is another radar scope on here that has the art placed in a weird spot, and then it has no stripes. But maybe some oh. yeah, I don't know if somebody scanned and made their own artwork and slapped it on there or what. But you know, Nintendo was known for not sticking those art pieces on in the same spot anyway. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. A funny fact, Aaron lent me his radar scope cockpit bezel, mm-hmm. which is just a different colored version of the Hellfire bezel, and it actually fits in a full size well, at least in the Hellfire cabinet I had. So I used that, I scanned that so that I can make art work. Who's listening to this needs to make my dang stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's not listening to this. No, and you cut out anyway, so he wouldn't have Damn got it. <laughs> really? I think he might get the gist, but no. I cut out. Uh, yeah. My playing video. Oh, my video's on. Let me turn off my video. There you go. <laughs> Richard Lint. Ah! Okay. <laughs> yeah, I turned my video off now, too. <laughs> All right, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. But hey, Aaron, do you want to um, do you want to guest host like uh, you know in the next week or so? We're going to have Dan Lucen on pretty soon. He's going to talk about MJC. Uh, it's coming up here, so uh, you Southerners have to come and join us. That'd be great. Absolutely. But uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, Dan Lucen, and we got uh, I've got a couple other guys land, lined up. Uh, some collectors, I think uh, Eric Bose may be coming up next, and possibly Jordan Stoltz. So, and then um, and then maybe some other surprise guests after that. But Aaron, you're always welcome to join, and thanks for joining us tonight. So awesome! Thank you guys for having me. Take care. Yeah, man. Uh, and Mark, uh, thanks for the suggestion. That sort of uh, that sort of fulfilled our interview part of the show. It's pretty great. It worked out well. Now he hung up. He's focusing yeah. on driving now. Yeah, you got quiet all of a sudden. Who me? Yeah, because the the whenever the podcast gets good with the interview, I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, no. You you just literally got quiet, but now you're yeah, yeah, yeah. now you're loud again. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think that's about it. You know. Thanks for listening. Good episode. In. It was that was fun. Um, you know, yeah. thanks for listening in Arcade Radio. You can always uh, email us or call us, you know, react at arcaderadio.com or call us on the game line, 612-643-GAME, G-A-M-E. Um, or is it is it 643-GAME? I can't even remember now. I don't even dial it anymore. I mean, what? I mean, who, me? <laughs> I never call it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. And you can, also, you can follow us on Facebook or iTunes or Google Play. And uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, those in the chatters. And thanks for playing uh, Name That Tune. Maybe we'll have a new bumper for you next week, Mark. I love it. I think the next guest, actually, besides Dan Lucen, um, I think we're going to try to rope in a, um, the arcade blogger this weekend for maybe a Sunday 10 a.m. show. So that'll be a special show. We'll, um, we'll record it and play it um, sometime next week. Would it? Does that sound good? I'm down. All right. Well, this has been Arcade Radio. I'm Adam Stevens, and I'm Mark Shields, Time Runner Guy. All right. We'll see you on the next episode, uh, maybe episode seven, of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Sweet.
skill. It's got a good beat. I have. I'm gonna crash Wait. this. What's that from? 